so Toto, sure. would you please read what Frank has excerpted from Akira Kazama's Bittersweet Symphony? I was looking forward to Akira's story mode, pondering where Capcom p could potentially go with it. Akira's backstory is kind of dark, with her, with her brother being brainwashed twice and her having to rescue him on both accounts with her friends. I was hoping that Capcom would stretch their writing abilities with her and give her an incredible story like they did with Rose. They instead went in the complete opposite direction and gave her the most cloying, saccharine story imaginable. A girl's only tea party. What? Oh, those fuckers. How could they ruin whatever you think is supposed to happen? Yeah, this is a character from Rival Schools who was a special guest character. Uh, Rival Schools being an even goofier game than Street Fighter about people from different high school clubs fighting each other. <laughs> a, a storied fighting game concept. Yeah. This leaves us with a huge question, though. Why? Why did Capcom decide that what they needed for the schoolgirls was a fan service tea party when they could have told a much better story with Akira? I mean, because Akira's already been done. It's Akira. <laughs> this goes back to the idea that they want some normalcy in the franchise before traveling the assuredly dark path that the story is going with G and Q. Despite having enough sweet fluff to give a person cavities, at the very least, the story achieves its goal of establishing canon relationships. <laughs> <laughs> look, that was always the goal, yes. I know, look, I know that this has nothing to do with my stupid theory whatsoever, but here's <laughs> how it actually does have something to do with my stupid theory. <laughs> I don't understand. They could have made like a cool edgy thing that moves my made up plot forward, but instead they just had a bunch of high school girls having tea. Me. Okay, I guess I understand that for the casuals out there, they need a hook of normalcy to help pull them along. And that's sometimes just what you have to do when you are engaging with a deep unfolding narrative is deal with the ways they have to talk down to the simpletons. <laughs> I wonder who this video game developer was trying to appeal to. <laughs> uh, the story achieves its goal of establishing canon relationships between Sakura, Karen, Ibuki, and Akira, as well as Tiffany Lords and Hinata Wakaba, and could potentially lead to a far heavier story for the four girls in Street Fighter VI. Um, huh. In other words... What we might be seeing is Street Fighter's version of the movie Stand By Me. Oh! <laughs> the spirit of which was emulated to great effect by another video game, Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> oh, was st did, st did Stand By Me have a, a, a ramen cup noodle tie-in as well? <laughs> you know, actually in the original script they did. Whoa, okay. Well, I'm starting to get it. <laughs> My favorite part of Street Fighter VI is when you uh, get tired of running around town getting in street fights. Uh, you can just sit on your Coleman chair. <laughs> <laughs> also, just a little side note here. 
for no reason. Final Fantasy XV, which also happens to have a phenomenal cover of the song the movie was named after by Florence and the Machine, which you can listen to here. <laughs> oh, just okay. want to plug a song I like. I yeah, I guess I. <laughs> and you had to sidestep into plugging the song that you liked from your. But it still had to. It had to be. We're like four be degrees of separation from Street Fighter here, just so we can talk about this song that we like. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, because he you, you he guys hates are... this story so much, he has to sidestep. <laughs> it's like this isn't doing this storytelling. It's supposed to be deep. <laughs> yeah, and he then... did sound more or less like that. Yeah. <laughs> He does end up finishing the post by just saying, like, this is probably just a brief moment of, of happy times before the story gets really dark that's absolutely going to happen. Oh, he finishes up by saying that again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, that's, he just sort of keeps... There's a reason I cut most of this post out, too. <laughs> it is very Maine. funny. Oh. It, it's, it's so... Go ahead. <laughs> Mr. Maine, who exactly is it you're trying to convince here? <laughs> because it seems like you're trying to convince yourself. <laughs> Just in the oh, middle there is of the a brief... post, he's, he comes back to like, look, this is about G&Q. We're going to get back to G&Q. I just know it. <laughs> yeah, no, all of the, like a lot of the stuff that I'm cutting out, it's it, impenetrable, so I have to cut it, but it is about G&Q. Like... <sighs> God, he does briefly say maybe this whole thing is actually just what she's seeing in her head and it's not really happening. Oh, but, it's uh, Jacob Ladder. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does is briefly she, pause she's it. Maybe fu she's fucking dying and this is just what she's seeing. It's <laughs> the as only... she is ripping her skull, her yeah. spine out. Yeah. She. This is what she sees. The only reason that they would release like a happy story of our characters interacting and laughing and smiling would be. Because they're, like, doing a Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it just, it turns out she didn't make it back from Nam Alive after all. <laughs> uh, hey, Frank. Yeah. Hakan, the devastating truth. I do want to say what we're skipping. Just, I, we're skipping a really long post about, they made a match three game for April Fools God where all the characters are cats and um he got a lot of lore from that one he's written at least two posts about that one <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're skipping it I mean if you want to go <laughs> it's just it's too much <laughs> it's, it's mostly so well it, it really this conceptually though does highlight so well yes just how insane this this guy is mm -hmm. but what also highlights this is hakan the devastating truth and um i will briefly tell you who hakan is he is a giant red man um who was one of the new joke characters introduced in street fighter 4 he is a turkish oil wrestler he's large he gets confused that people are like actually people they aren't and then fights them and then says oh sorry he wants to prove that his oil is the best, and he has, like, ten kids, and he loves them all. And they're all small and identical-looking, because... I don't know. 
because he is like the lightest hearted, least plotted character in maybe all of Street Fighter. That being said, Hakan, the devastating uh, truth. Uh -huh. When I began be doing research, doing research on Hakan, I wasn't expecting to find anything with him being a character who only appeared in one game, not counting G's ending in Street Fighter V. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, that's right. We're not counting that for now. Mm -hmm. He was revealed by Capcom to be a devoted family man and genuinely good guy who was something of a joke. Mm -hmm. His story what a wasn't joke, devoted family man. <laughs> His story wasn't serious at all, and he was shown to be on good terms with everyone who wasn't trying to hurt people. Then I found the clues that told me otherwise, and my heart sank. Oh no. This theory's going to be very difficult to read. No, no, and no, no, I no, no. I considered if I should even write it at all. What are you However, what are you what are you unleashing into the world? <laughs> However, with what little we have to go on regarding Hakan, I have to present the evidence that's there to support the conclusion that Hakan is not the good guy he presents himself what? to be. What? And then I cut out eight paragraphs about Narnia. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why they're there. It's because he has a lion on his belt and there's a lion in Narnia? I can't read that all or we will be well, here all day. Means, so that means he's likening the lion on Hakan's belt to, to Jesus, so... <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh god, he go yeah, and he goes into it. You could oh. argue that the lion on Hakan's belt has nothing to do with Aslan in the book, and that all this is mere coincidence, but there are two things you need to keep in mind. Oh, oh, two things? Wow. <laughs> First, I've, sh I've shown before that Capcom's developers were inspired by fantasy novels, as was the case with Vega, who is known as Balrog in Japan. In my theory on him, I stated that he was inspired by J.R.R. Tolkien's Balrogs from the Lord of the Rings series. <sighs> Vega was? God. No, but his name was, and so therefore... Oh, and then link to an article where he, that, he talks about that. Is Vega a vampire? <laughs> the second thing to keep in mind is the connotations that, that having the belt would have. In Middle Eastern cultures, the lion is a symbol of royalty, and since I've established the connections with Aslan as a form of Jesus, we can also say that by <laughs> definition... Yes, you did that! You're yes. the one who nailed that one down! <laughs> We can say that by definition, Hakan sees himself as some sort of king. He technically is the king of oil in Turkey, but there's more to that. His name even means king in Turkish. What? Oh my god! Wait. What? It's, it's from here that things are going to get more disturbing. So if you're sensitive, now is the time to stop reading. Don't say I didn't warn you. For our listeners at home, mute the podcast for the next few minutes if you're of a sensitive nature. Turn the lights on. Unplug your headset. You can't be <laughs> alone for this. <laughs> Hakan's name is King in Turkish, and his wife's name, Maleki, means Queen in Turkish. Oh, Maleki, I think I'm pronouncing that right, is actually a common name for women oh, in Turkey. <laughs> and on its own, doesn't mean much else. <laughs> yeah, However, so fuck her. <laughs> However, when you look up the etymology of the name, uh -huh. you begin to see a dark pattern approaching. Malaiki is also a derivative of the name Moloch, and Moloch is the name of a Canaanite god of the Bible who was associated with something terrifying. Child sacrifice. Yeah, and so, and so was 
and so was Ball and like a whole bunch of other random names that they just sort of hucked together to be like, these are the vile gods that aren't true. So like but, they cha- and they interchange them like in the same book. It's actually it, it's really funny. But did I look any of that up on wiki etymology? Uh, no, no, I did not. not. So therefore, it's okay. not correct, and my theory is correct. But I did read Narnia when I was like eleven, and um, <laughs> I, I it taught me a lot about Turkey. So wait, if if we've made this if we've made this connection between Hakan the king and mm-hmm. the, the lion on his belt is yes. Aslan. Does that mean that Moloch is Jesus? No, I think the entire Narnia thing is just to establish that Hakan thinks of himself as a king. I don't think it's relevant anywhere else. All of this is just word association. Yeah, like... no, it's really insane word association. <laughs> And, like, finding a word and Googling it and going to wiki and clicking two related links. Like, he just wiki walks mm-hmm. and then is like, okay, and well, since I've... Ast- talks. <laughs> and then once he's done the wiki walk, he he establishes that as fact and then... Builds on only it. At, yeah, and then at that point attempts to use logic. And right. it's... To move on to the next point where he's going mm-hmm. to have to do the same thing all over again. Yes. Looking at Hakan's fighting style and the evidence I have both in-game and from the real world, this, aka child sacrifice, seems to be Hakan's modus operandi. So why would Hakan be sacrificing children in the first place? It's because of the thing Hakan is most famous for. His oil. Oh my god. Baby oil is made from babies! (laughs) I knew it! Turning humans into oil isn't as far-fetched as you'd hope to believe. Uh-huh. The key chemical here is glycerol, and while it's mostly naturally produced from soybeans and palm trees, it's also found in the fat of humans. Yeah, I, as I've indicated time and again on this podcast, I am the only one that has seen perfume. <laughs> in the 16th and 17th centuries, human fat was prized for its supposed medicinal properties, used as a treatment for everything from sprains to rheumatism. An excerpt of the book, Fat, A Cultural History of the Stuff of Life, was reprinted for The Atlantic in May of 2019, and you can find more details about why fat was prized here. And I'm just going again- to sl- slide in this link to The Atlantic, as if this is a direct support to the argument that I'm making, because yeah. it's another website that people have read and have like some sort mm-hmm. of credibility. Therefore, what I'm about to say is correct. In more modern times, corpses weren't used for medicine. They were turned into soap. In Germany during World War II, rumors were spread that the Nazis were using the corpses of Jewish people for soap manufacturing. It turned out this was true, but not in the quantities that the rumors had suggested. Well, then I don't even see why you're bringing it up here. Because Oh my god, wait! (laughs) The idea that a human can be turned into a product for consumers is unsettling, but... As was the case in the 16th and 17th centuries. If there is demand, then someone is going to create a supply. In Hakan's case, it's using the fat of children to meet demand, and more than likely, it's the fat of his own children he's using. What? In other words, wait, why? That seems why, like why a... is that more than likely? Because he, because having t- a lot of children and caring about them is one of his only character traits. So shut up. Oh. In other words, every time he oils up, he is using oil made from his own children. But then why does he have so many chi- 
he should have none children. <laughs> well, he gets to keep having more. It's a, it's a, it's sort of a, it's a, it's a rolling sacrifice. So there's always ten, but there's actually five on either side of those ten that are either to be sacrificed or have been sacrificed. <laughs> but I don't understand. Oh my God! Wait, no, because he showed up in G's ending in Street Fighter Five. Oh my God! What was he doing there? <laughs> Lastly, there's one more thing I want to address. In Japanese, the kanji for ishi slash stone is kanji for stone. The same kanji is also used in the word seken. Seken means soap. Oh Whether my it's god, the oil I can't or believe so- it. They're the, same, the same character is used in mm-hmm. a word that has more characters in it. Yes. Whether it's oil or soap, it always seems bad people slip away from justice, doesn't it? What? Wait, what? <laughs> Actually, no. Hakan's final destiny was already determined by Rose in Super Street Fighter 4. Here's her win quote to him. I see lots of warm friends in your future. Very warm friends. End of uh, post. Oh, because G is a demon. <laughs> I think that means he's going to hell. Yeah, where G is. Oh, boy. You're just you're just mad that you didn't realize this. I didn't. <coughs> okay, so what comes next? Uh uh someone should read the end of Street Fighter and I will just periodically cut in to tell you to skip several paragraphs. <laughs> okay. I think. Uh that one's a mess, but it's important. I think it's my turn. So <clears throat> The end of Street Fighter. There has been some talk over the years from fans over the possibility of a shared Capcom universe, as in the games that Capcom produces are canon to one another. This most likely started with talk in the 90s uh, 90s that characters like Ken and Akuma were in Resident Evil 2 as hidden characters, and speculation just grew from there. However, more games were produced... Capcom themselves began to draw out, of the, draw out of the well of crossovers. They started with Final Fight, bringing in beloved characters like Guy, Rolento, and Sodom into the Street Fighter world. This would eventually lead into games like Pocket Fighter and several Versus series, including Capcom vs. SNK, Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, and the most popular of them all, Marvel vs. Capcom. Yes, this is all... This is all an elaborate wider universe and not a cash grab. Yes. Capcom stopped making Street Fighter games for a while after 3, focusing instead on other IPs such as the aforementioned Resident Evil and Marvel vs. Capcom. The series would, re- would return with Street Fighter 4 and introduce a new generation to their iconic characters, including the ones from the unpop- once unpopular 3 series. Four became a staple for any serious gamer's collection, and is recognized for reviving not just the Street Fighter series, but the entire fighting game genre. Capcom, however, still couldn't break out of the habit of crossovers. Aside from the final fight characters, they created an original character whose entire design hit a crossover that only the most knowledgeable of Capcom fans would know. 
And we're going to stop here and skip this next bit because it is a rare moment of him being correct. <laughs> he outlines that the character Sea Viper from Street Fighter 4 is an entire homage to Captain Commando from Captain Commando. And I didn't know this, and it's true. <laughs> and I, it's just correct. Good for him. I guess he, I guess you have to stumble on something well, that's right it's, from it's time to also, time. It's not shocking because Capcom does do stuff like this. No, yeah, shocking. They like doing cute little references, and we're also going to skip the next bit where he talks about another cute reference where Bushinryu. In other words, we now have a fully established timeline for some of Capcom's most iconic games. The events of Final Fight and Street Fighter happen concurrently. The development of Captain Commando... Uh, the developments of Captain Commando are next, and the storyline of Strider concludes the Tetralogy. Other games can certainly be added to the storyline, like, like Rival Schools and the pachinko game Chun-Li ni ma ma Makase China slash Leave it to Chun-Li. However... <laughs> These are the four that have had the most impact on the overall story and show that Capcom is trying to create an extended Capcom universe. It, it wouldn't really be an extended universe if it didn't have a pachinko game, like, crucial to the understanding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. This is stupid, you say. Capcom is not making an extended universe. The games you listed have nothing in common. The crossover stuff they have are Easter eggs and nothing more. You're looking way too deep into this. <laughs> well, okay, I guess he's right twice in this article, because that is... <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, sure. But I can prove it. <laughs> no, you can't. Yes, I can. Uh, do I read the picture? Yeah, yeah, I think you have to. This is a picture from an article. All right, well, from a book. Mm, yeah, uh, here's from the uh, uh, here's column. You may already know future Street Fighter characters, character encyclopedia. Capcom has been building out a vast shared universe that includes not only the Street Fighter series but various other Capcom game worlds. A portion of that shared universe can be found in the character encyclopedia on the Street Fighter series portal site, Shadowloo Combat Research Institute. Famous characters, as well as minor characters relegated to the story modes of past titles, are introduced here in great detail, alongside artwork. Who knows? Maybe some of these characters will be see their playable debut in future Street Fighter games. If you're interested, be sure to check it out. Sorry, the light... <laughs> sorry, There's a fun um, little glare there, right on, be sure. <laughs> flared over, be sure. I'm sure that's a hidden message for me. Oh, it's, it's implying that maybe you shouldn't be sure. Oh, maybe you should G-sure. This little blurb, a small detail in a very detailed book, is pretty easy to miss if you're <laughs> skimming through how to make Capcom fighting characters. But there it is, on page 21. This tells you everything you need to know about what Capcom is planning for the future. The character profiles on the Shadowloo Combat Research Institute have always given clues to what characters are officially canon to the Street Fighter universe and explicitly state when they're not. And then here's a link to Capcom again. Moreover, isn't it... Moreover, it's who isn't listed on there that could be an even bigger clue. Note... 
that the item states that a portion of that shared universe, quote-unquote, is found in the character guides, meaning that Capcom isn't restricted to using only the characters they put in the guides. <laughs> you guys, I want you to know, did you know Capcom is not limited to just putting characters... <laughs> But one place they, they can just they can just make up a, a new guy. They can just what do that. No <laughs> characters from Captain Commando and Strider aren't represented there, but their their exclusion in spite of in-game details should at least raise an eyebrow and perhaps even hint a future Wait. at future plans for integrating story more story elements of those worlds into Street Fighter. So Let's say that Capcom... Wait, so your proof that the Strider and Captain Commando are important is that they aren't listed as being part of the Street Fighter right, universe. Right, exactly. Okay. They so aren't there answer. and you should be wondering why. Exactly. <laughs> because it says that... Because that blurb said a portion of that shared universe is in this, is in this site. That means that... Even that means that there's even more of the universe that is not listed in the site. Okay. <laughs> so let's say that Capcom is indeed creating an expanded universe. What does this mean for the games? Well, nothing for Captain Commando and Strider. Nothing really changes considering those games are set in the future. For also, Final Fight they're not going to make more Captain Commando or Strider. <laughs> That's not ha yeah. It's probably not happening. I don't. The last time we That's saw irrelevant. Captain Commando was <laughs> Marvel vs. Capcom two. That's irrelevant, and in fact, actually makes me second guess myself because old. its non-inclusion in future titles does suggest that it could be impactful to the overarching canon of the shared Capcom universe. <laughs> huh? Okay. I guess. For Final Fight and Street Fighter, however, it means terrible things. Quite simply, the end is nigh. Street Fighter's conclusion will not be a happy one. No, likely not. No. By the if they make another Street Fighter Five, that would be pretty bad. <laughs> This isn't to say that the Street Fighter series as a whole is ending. It's a golden goose and is a flagship franchise for Capcom. Street Fighter will hopefully be around as a long time. However, there will be a point when Capcom is going to have to address the elephant in the room. Where does the timeline end with Street Fighter slash Final Fight? And where does Captain Commando and Strider begin? They already had this problem. They already had this problem. We went over it briefly with mm. the existence of Street Fighter 3 and its relationship to Street Fighter 4. Mm. <laughs> Since both games de deal with apocalyptic scenarios, the truth becomes clear. Street Fighter will end tragically. Someone is going to institute some sort of action that will start the events in Captain Commando. <clears throat> Odds are, it's G, as his entire shtick involves being president of the world, oh, of the good. Earth, and the entire universe! It doesn't help that the names of the primary enemies in Captain Commando and Strider also begin with the letter G! 
genocide for the captain, schoonocide for the west, scumocide for the western market, and yeah, they couldn't say the word genocide. For Strider, hear you. So they said scumocide. Yeah, they couldn't use the word genocide in the translation. <laughs> so they called them scumocide. See, their names both start with G. Mm-hmm. And by names, I mean one grandmaster. The the title that the other one has. Yeah. Unless he was born grandmaster, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, that's my first name. It's grandmaster. Then again, depending on what Capcom ultimately decides to do with G, he could just remain a mystery, and someone else could take over the world, like Bison or Gil. And yes, Gil also starts with G. Whoa! Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, you didn't think of that, did you? Neither did I. I just thought I'd say it because I just noticed it. We don't know where Capcom will take the story regarding this crucial plot thread. What we do know, however, is that based on the evidence that th- that's there, we are in for some very interesting possibilities. Capcom could do the improbable and add Darkstalkers characters to Street Fighter. Yeah, they fucking they could. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't be completely out of left field since the apocalyptic worlds of Captain Commando and Strider would likely have room for succubi cat girls and zombies. Why? They're like cyborg ninjas. Shut up. We could They're even not end up with the impossible and have Resident Evil characters be represented within the game. This is I extremely guess. unlikely considering that the only appearances RE characters have ever had in Capcom fighting games were the non-canon Marvel vs. Capcom series, where their abilities were highly exaggerated for gameplay purposes. Come on, people! I can't wait to have Ryu fight Red Rotting- Riding Hood. <laughs> Even if they were permitted to bring their weapons, Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield wouldn't stand a chance against highly skilled martial artists with superpowers. Excuse me, I will have you know Chris Redfield is also a bisexual author who fucks one guy a lot. Oh my god, if we send if we send Stephen Maine that like corpus of stories, like maybe we could get that in here somehow. <laughs> However, even if they didn't fight in a tournament, the mere idea that Raccoon City, which, this is me, Shell Game, I still, the name's still fucking stupid, is part of the Street Fighter universe, would, <laughs> would make for some juicy crossover lore. <laughs> the Dead Rising series could also be a contender for a merged just, universe, especially... So just every... Everything that Capcom has made could potentially be in in a Capcom. Yeah. Yeah, Especially considering the many Capcom Easter eggs in those games. There are a lot of different options and routes that Capcom could end up taking to create their expanded universe. I love intellectual property. (laughs) (laughs) The sad truth, however, is that no matter what Capcom does for their expanded universe, it's all going to end the same way. The world of Street Fighter will be irreparably damaged by some dystopian force. Uh-huh. No matter what Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, Guile, or Karen try to do, all of their efforts will be in vain. You know, the five classic Street Fighter good guys. That's right. The four people you've heard of. Karen. <laughs> you know, from Shadow Hearts Covenant. <laughs> 
classic Capcom franchise. (laughs) Only, out of all of them, only Karen has the foresight and financial capability to realize that space will be the only option left, which is why she is building a space colony. Everyone else is doomed by canon, whether Capcom (laughs) intended this to happen or not. Love the idea that like Capcom will be working on Street Fighter Nine and someone will burst through and they're like, "We can't, we can't, we can't keep going. We're part of the Strider universe and that has an apocalypse in it. God, we can't do this." And they'll why just like, "Why didn't we see the signs?" <laughs> oh shit! Street Fighter oh, Nine, no. of course, being in twenty forty. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's an optimistic t- trajectory there. <laughs> Um, also, I guess I'll put it aside here. Karen is like the other character, one of the other main characters he's obsessed with. He thinks that she's the main force fighting against G. I don't think there's any indication of any of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> sort of thought I'd put that out there. She's in a lot of these. Okay, now everybody, calm down. Street Fighter will continue. There are still many stories that need to be told and characters that need to be written. They need to. Mm-hmm. Capcom isn't going to abruptly end a highly marketable franchise with iconic characters for the <laughs> sake of their extended universe. Come on now, I'm not deluded, everybody. You can't just hide that in the last paragraph of this whole thing. You can't just come in However, at the end and be like, now wait a minute. <laughs> However, no matter what tales Capcom is able to spin out, The characters we know and love face a very dark future. In the end, the good guys won't win, and the bad guys will just keep coming, and they won't stop coming. That is the fate of every character in Street Fighter. The best thing we can do then? Enjoy them while we still have them. Dun-dun. Dun-dun. Be the first to like this. <laughs> Enjoy this while you can. They, they, can just uh, put out street, they can just put out Street Fighter 2 again. Everyone, go and hug your Ryu today. You never know when you'll see him again. <laughs> you should treat this street fight like it might be the last. <laughs> and if it's not, you treat the next one the same way. Fascinating article, man. That was a great read. Though in defense of the RE boys back home, I had to put in my obligatory I bet Chris could take him comment. Oh! Beat you to it. Seriously, though, this was quite interesting. Got me wondering if maybe Dante could exist in SF as well. Oh, we, we, we can't read this. Now everyone's going to know Frank's real name. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Alright, um... Yeah, my- Jokes on you, my first name is Grandmaster. <laughs> Wait a minute, this starts with G! <laughs> no! Hey. What have I done? I've given platform to I've given platform to the, the world-ending calamity that is Abraham Lincoln with big arms. <laughs> <laughs>